0: So, this is part two of our Descendants podcast, which we are recording literally seconds after ending part one.
1: You know, to keep the flow.
0: But I know it's a week later for you, so welcome to the Descendants part two.
1: So, after an unsuccessful museum heist to attempt to steal the Fairy Godmother's wand and free their villainous parents from the Isle of the Lost, the evil kids are now in Remedial Goodness, a class run by the good fairy. The blue fairy? The
0: fairy godmother
1: the fairy godmother
0: blue fairies from pinocchio
1: yeah i got thrown by the fact that she's you know coated blue yeah
0: yeah yes this is the fairy godmother and she is it's a very condescending class but maybe not because it appears to be hard for the kids
1: i think they're just fucking with her honestly
0: i don't think they are So, the questions she asked them are, someone hands you a crying baby. Do you A, curse it, B, lock it in a tower, C, give it a bottle, or D, carve out its heart? Which I feel like is very directed question and answers.
1: Mm. mm. Also, a crying baby could need a lot of things. A bottle isn't the automatic solution here.
0: Right? I feel like this is a trick question.
1: I mean, I feel like the thing would be, give it to an authority figure.
0: Also, I want to point out that on the blackboard she has written the phrase, mouths are for smiling, not for biting. (laughs) So basically, the fairy godmother is like, I'm going to condescend and kink shame all day long.
1: Oh my. Yep. So, uh.
0: Evie has trouble answering the question, probably because, you know.
1: I mean, locking it in a tower's fair.
0: Yeah. Oh, more people we don't see in this in these movies. Rapunzel or Mother Gothel.
1: Ooh, yeah. yeah. So, Mal is busy sketching the Fairy Godmother's wand, but she is able to successfully answer the question by choosing the answer that seemed the least fun.
0: Yes, that's what she tells the evil kids. Just choose whatever is the least fun answer and that is the correct answer. Meanwhile, Jane,
1: the Fairy Godmother's daughter, Is introduced to everyone. She has a giant bow in her hair and is not conventionally attractive, I guess.
0: She looks like all of the other girls in this movie. Am I showing my age? She looks the same as all the rest of these girls. But for some reason, her hair, which is cut in a shoulder-length bob, is hideous.
1: Okay, so... My big issue with Jane is if she took off the giant-ass bow, she'd look fine. The giant bow is the issue with that hairstyle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Mal notices that this is a girl who is not comfortable with her appearance and knows that that is going to be her weak point to get to the fairy godmother.
1: So... They go on to the next question, which is, if you find poison, what do you do? And one of the answers is, spread it on an apple. And Evie does this little mm.
0: thing. <laughs> yes.
1: So they follow Mal's advice and just choose the least fun thing. and then we just
0: turn it over to the authorities.
1: And then Jay and Carlos start wrestling.
0: Yep, because they're boys and that's what boys do, I guess. And what the fairy godmother says, which is actually the correct thing to say as an educator... Which is, I'm going to encourage you to get that energy out on the field. On the sports ball field.
1: Yes, she is getting them to play sports.
0: Okay, so I said sports ball, which I know is kind of...
1: Condescending to sports fans.
0: But I had to because it sounded less dumb than what it actually is, which is the tourney field. Because uh. the sport is tourney. Like a tournament, but tourney.
1: I mean, it's basically lacrosse. Yeah, it's basically lacrosse. But we cut to jay and carlos on the sports field yes and carlos is wandering around he doesn't know what to do and the coach refers to him as lost boy
0: oh he is he is a little lost boy meanwhile jay is super good at it because it involves just running around and hitting people also this sport has people on the sidelines who shoot like, pellets at you while you're playing. And I think more sports need to add that. Yeah. The thing that they're shooting the pellets out of is shaped kind of like a dragon. I think it's supposed to simulate a dragon breathing fire on you while you're fighting.
1: Yeah. It's basically lacrosse, except there's someone shooting beanbags at you.
0: Well, and also you're, like, hitting the ball with oars and not with a stick with a net. So you can't hold on to it like you can in lacrosse.
1: So, Jay is really good at this because he's an adult man. And, <laughs> like, he scores the point, he starts breakdancing, and the coach wants him on the team. Also, he knocks Ben over, and Ben has, like, moon eyes at him as he's getting up, because Ben he's, has moon eyes at every member of the main cast in this movie.
0: He's impressed at his physical prowess.
1: Not so much Chaz. Oh, God, Chaz. Chaz.
0: Chaz. We're not mocking it. That's his name in the movie. He is the son of Prince Charming.
1: He is the son of Prince Charming and Cinderella. And he's basically every rich kid from an 80s camp movie. Which, what does Disney have against Cinderella?
0: What do you mean?
1: I mean, the one thing Ashley got to do in Once Upon a Time was sell her baby to Rumpelstiltskin.
0: Well... Yes, but they tried to make up for it by making Cinderella the main character of the postscript season. True. Also, they did that Cinderella live-action movie, where the point was it's important to be nice to people who are mean to you so that they'll see your side of things.
1: Was that the point of that movie? Yes. I didn't see that. I, uh, huh.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is Cinderella is a good person because she's nice to people no matter what, even when they want her dead. She's basically the New York Times opinion section.
1: Oof. So the coach is like, Jay, you're on my team. Carlos, maybe take up band.
0: But Ben offers to train Carlos to get him up to speed, so to speak.
1: Which is nice of him.
0: Because he's a nice guy. His name even means good.
1: Oh my God. Ben and Mal, good and evil. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, if nothing else, this show will help kids on their SATs.
1: That's an optimistic read, but yes. So Chaz is not thrilled at having Jay on the team. Apparently he was the star of the team before Jay showed up, which, really. Also, there's a weird thing where Jay walks by Chaz and...
0: He he shoulder checks him.
1: He shoulder checks him and a little strain of rotten to the core plays.
0: Yeah, because it's not nice to shoulder check people. Oh, sorry, his name isn't Chaz. It actually is Chad. Now I feel like it's way more mocking. Because Chaz sounds more like a derivative of Charming than Chad. Chad's just mocking him for being a white lacrosse player. I know I said white lacrosse player like there's another kind. Well, well. I know, I know, I know. Lacrosse was invented by Native Americans, which is why it makes sense that Jay, an actor played by a First Nations person, is better than this Chad. This, this blonde kid.
1: Well, I'm assuming Chad is just a poor of Charming and Cinderella.
0: I don't know how that works, but sure.
1: C-H-A. And then the D from Cinderella.
0: (laughs) Are you sober adjacent right now?
1: I am not sober adjacent right now.
0: After tryouts, Chad and Audrey approach Ben in the hallway.
1: Audrey's fawning over Ben. She's like, look, I know that you want to give the villain kids the benefit of the doubt just because your dad was big and hairy and nasty, but some people are just bad.
0: Yeah, Audrey's like, I know you want to see the good people inside of them, but maybe they don't have goodness inside of them.
1: And Ben's like, that that's a really weird take to have.
0: So Ben's all like, I'll take that under consideration. And then immediately turns his back to them and goes to flirt with Mal.
1: Yeah, Ben's like, why are we dating again? Because it, they did establish, I think we kind of skipped over it, that Ben and Audrey are dating.
0: Yeah, but it's weird like it doesn't make sense and we basically never see them together
1: yeah she's like literally the one character ben doesn't have chemistry with in this group
0: i know right mal is at her locker and she has painted her logo onto it the, the live long, evil yeah the long live evil logo
1: ben notices it and he's like so you know we have like art classes and stuff right you you can go to an art class and they would encourage this without you you know
0: Causing property damage.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of a nice way to say mess up school property because he doesn't. Debbie Harry's like, "Oh, maybe you'd be interested in our art classes." He's not smack talking her for graffitiing up her locker.
0: Right, and she's like, "You seem like a nice boy, so I don't have time to explain to you the history of graffiti as an art form and how it needs to be on unconventional places and how its placement is almost as important as the actual." content of it I mean, doing it on a canvas is not the same thing so i'm just gonna go oh
1: well she's gonna go because jane walks by
0: yeah she's got to go meet up with jane and get her in with the fairy godmother
1: so mal approaches jane in the girls room and jane is terrified of her
0: yes now jane had been looking at her hair in the mirror and being all sad about how bad it is it's
1: fine It's the giant bow that's awful.
0: Right? Mal stops Jane from leaving and is like, I just want to be your friend. Can we be friends?
1: I don't have any friends and I'd like some friends. You're the fairy godmother's daughter. You must be rolling in friends. And Jane's like, no, I'm apparently not conventionally attractive enough to have friends. Which... Yeah. I mean, I think more people would not want to hang out with her because she's, like, the principal's daughter.
0: Right? See, that would be the problem. Also,
1: because Jane is kind of a giant ass wet blanket.
0: Well, that too. We see that a lot more in the second movie. Yeah. Jane says that she wants hair that's really pretty, like Mal's. So Mal pulls out the spell book and casts a spell, which gives Jane that hair that is in right now where it's, like, long and kind of wavy at the ends. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is weird because...
1: It's not Mal's haircut?
0: It's not Well, she has hair that's...
1: Similar-ish to it?
0: Yeah. But also, if someone said to me... If I looked like Mal, and someone said, Oh my god, I wish my hair looked like yours, I would assume they meant purple.
1: Yeah. Mal does have purple hair.
0: Also, the magic replaces the big-ass bow with a much smaller bow, which, as you have pointed out, looks much better.
1: Yeah, if you just wore that bow. So... Mal's like, look, I can do little magic, but if you need me to do big magic, I need something bigger. I mean, but what are you doing talking to me? Your mom's the fairy godmother. She bippity boppity booed uh, Cinderella totally hot outfit. I'm sure she would love to do the same for you.
0: And Jane's all like, I don't know. My mom's always saying that beauty comes from the inside. And Mal's like, we both know that's bullshit.
1: And, and Mal encourages her. She's like, look, you just need to ask her. You just need to tell her how unhappy you are not being beautiful, and I'm sure she would take out the wand and fix you up.
0: Mal is basically training Jane on how to give her mom a guilt trip.
1: Yeah, basically. And, uh, you know, if your mom does decide to break out her wand, invite me, because I'd love to see some real magic.
0: And Jane is into it. Jane thinks that this is great advice that she's just been given. Aw, sweet Jane.
1: Yeah, so we kind of skipped over it, but... Jane asks Mal if she can use magic to fix her nose, and that's what gets Mal onto her, well, I would, need a, I would need more magic for that. That's really fucked up.
0: Her nose looks the same as every other girl in this movie. They all have, like, the one face, like on
1: Sims. Also, I feel like you should wait, if you're gonna get plastic surgery, wait until you are fully grown to get plastic surgery, because your features will settle as you age.
0: Sure. I mean, that's true. You shouldn't get plastic surgery as a 16-year-old. Although, the difference between 16 and 18 is kind of arbitrary.
1: I'm just saying, like, wait until your features settle some before you...
0: See, I think, wait until your brain settles.
1: So, like, (laughs) mid-20s.
0: Right? I am all in favor of adults getting as much plastic surgery as they want, but... Teenagers aren't known for making good decisions, so you should wait until your brain settles before you do any plastic surgery. Just Mm. my opinion.
1: Well, it's just things will change with you physically over time. So if you are a teenager thinking about it, like, just give your body some time, things are still settling. And honestly, that's true for most of your early 20s, too.
0: You should wait until you have your final growth spurt, which will probably have your first or second year of college. Yeah. Then just go to town, if you want. If it brings you joy.
1: Oh, well, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, too.
0: To make you happy. That's the right reason.
1: Yeah. We go from the bathroom to Evie and Doug in chemistry class.
0: Yeah, yeah. They've got quite a bit of chemistry. But Evie is more interested in Chad than Doug because Chad might be in line for the throne.
1: Uh, she a- she asks Doug if if Chad has an inheritance coming, and Doug's like, yes, he's in line for the throne. What throne is this exactly? I'm assuming, again... That there's a prince, princess, senator, congressperson thing.
0: Or perhaps the deal is that if Ben dies without an heir, it passes to a different line. I could see that. Like if Ben dies without an heir, it goes to Cinderella's line. Her line is wiped out, it goes to Sleeping Beauty's line. If her line is wiped out, it goes to Rapunzel's line. I'm just making shit up. It seems
1: like it would be a really good way to encourage children to murder each other.
0: That's why they took away all their magic. Mm. So the teacher is irritated that Evie is speaking in class and turns on her and asks her what the atomic weight of silver is. And you know what? She has no idea. You know why she has no idea?
1: Because these kids had no formal schooling up to this point.
0: It's ridiculous. And he shames her for not knowing the answer. But she takes her magic mirror out of her bag and gets her magic mirror to give her the right answer.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny because she stands in front of, you know, the teacher and she repeats what he said again as a question so that the magic mirror will uh...
0: give her the formula. Also, you know, sometimes the magic mirror does not give helpful answers, but here it just literally gives her the formula to write out on the board. Yeah. And the answer. So she doesn't even have to do math. (laughs) I could have really used that in chemistry. I was terrible at chemistry.
1: Yeah. The teacher is such an asshole to her. He's like, oh, I guess I forgot. Never underestimate. And he was like, a villain? And Chad's like, ooh, hot.
0: Yeah. You know what? I appreciate that Chad is turned on by smart girls.
1: Although, I mean, he really just wants to use her.
0: That's true. Yeah, he looks like he's turned on, but you're right. Really, his goal is to cheat off her, which is not cool.
1: Although, I do like how he does the, uh, romantic lean into his hand, and Evie does the romantic lean into her hand, and then Doug does a frustrated lean into his hand all around the same table.
0: Yes, it's a cutely choreographed moment, absolutely. (laughs) Meanwhile, on the tourney field...
1: Ben is training Carlos.
0: But Carlos is distracted by a dog that wandered onto the field. It's a teeny dog, too. It's like a little 10-pound dog. And it's chasing Carlos, and he's freaking out because, you know, dogs are dangerous.
1: Yeah. So Carlos runs screaming into the woods as this tiny dog goes after him. It's cute. It's like a mutt dog.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a mutt, but it looks like it's got some, like, terrier in it.
1: I was going to say, it's got Pomeranian in it, but not, like, enough to be obnoxious.
0: Right, not enough to look like a cat. So Carlos runs into the forest behind the field and runs up a tree.
1: Oh my god, that, that dog treed Carlos. The
0: dog treed Carlos. And Ben chases after them and picks up the dog. And is like, it's okay, he's just a sweet little dog.
1: He's apparently the campus dog.
0: His name is Dude. Oh, aw. And then we see the precious, precious moment where Carlos gets to interact with a dog for the first time and presumably for the first time in his life understands what, like, unconditional love looks and feels like. And... And also from the dog.
1: Yes. (laughs) Because, uh, my God, does this feel like a coming-of-age gay story?
0: Because, like you said, Ben is making eyes at Carlos and Carlos says, uh, let's just say we didn't get a lot of belly rubs in the Isle of the Lost. And Ben, like, pats his shoulder reassuringly
1: and he says you're a good boy and then he's like i meant runner you're a good runner and i'm like jesus fucking christ dude
0: i mean stuff is happening
1: like cool your jets dude carlos is 14
0: well i mean yeah let's not let's not think about let's not think about the wildly disparate ages of the actors who have been cast here
1: yeah I think most of the cast might actually be, like, 20, 19, 20 at this point. Still not great. So Ben leaves uh, Carlos to become acquainted with the dog, and he looks over his shoulder as he's leaving. At the yeah, telephone.
0: classic move. Also, I mean, it can't be said enough, that dog is adorable.
1: It is a very cute dog. So Evie and Chad are flirting under the bleachers. Evie is wearing a shirt you can definitely buy at Hot Topic.
0: Yeah, I need it. It says, fairest
1: and it has bell sleeves yes which kind of weird to ape that from snow white but okay
0: no because remember the whole thing was that the evil queen wanted to be the fairest of them all and so she had to defeat snow white in order to do it
1: Mm.
0: also on the back it has a crown in gold glitter we talked a little bit about these characters brands each villain kid has a symbol for themselves and for evie it's the gold crown which means that she got a t-shirt that has that's branded to her
1: yeah these kids are these kids have some very established brands
0: considering that they grew up with like no food they have pretty extensive wardrobes
1: Mm. so chad is hitting on evie but she keeps on trying to make out with him and he's like "Mm, no like I'm not interested in you sexually. I'm interested in what you can do for me. And she's like, well, I can sew and I can cook and I can clean. I can do all the things your mommy did.
0: Okay, creepy, but also basically what like 98% of heterosexual men are looking for. So not the worst plan. Mm. She's like, basically, I'm your mother except hot. I'm a mother you can fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: it's not okay, but...
1: It's also not subtle. It's basically textually what happens. So she shows Chad her magic mirror.
0: Never show a guy your magic mirror until you really trust him, Evie. Guys are going to steal your magic mirror.
1: And he tries to use it, but she's like, no, it only works for me. God, Chad is such a douchebag. Cinderella did not do a good job raising this guy.
0: Not at all. Chad's like, well, I'll just get my dad to get me one. Shut up, Chad.
1: I do love how obvious Chad is being here. Because I mean, <laughs>
0: obvious to everyone except Evie because she's never known love.
1: Because he's like, I want to hang out with you, but uh, he, he's basically being one of the princes from Into the Woods. Like, he dramatically throws himself against the bleachers because he just doesn't have enough free time to spend with her. Unless, maybe, someone could do his homework for him. Then he'd have free time to spend with her.
0: God, poor Evie. But Doug shows up. And yeah. you know what? I don't I don't love that this show... I don't love that this movie is setting up the...
1: Beauty and the dork.
0: Yeah. I don't love that dichotomy of Doug is like, the nice guy who Evie's overlooking. And if she would just open her eyes, she would find him. Especially because, let's be honest here. Evie is not looking for a guy to love her. She's looking for... S- upward social mobility and doug does not offer that because his mother snow white refused to take the knee when Beast took over the kingdoms
1: and we saw earlier she was attracted to doug it could
0: be her royal consort that's the way that all beauty and the Geeks stories should end
1: yeah but
0: marry it... for money bone for love
1: yeah it's not very disney though
0: <laughs> <laughs> that you're right that's not the lesson disney wants to give to young girls
1: So Doug's like, he might be taking advantage of you. You might want to keep an eye on that. Evie's like, Oh, I'm from Evil Land. No one's taking advantage of me. Doug. Oh, Doug.
0: Yeah. Back in the girls' dorm, Evie is sewing and Mal is plotting. And Jane is there and says My mother always told me that. A boy should be able to see the beauty within.
1: Well, that's what her mother told her as an excuse to not break out the wand and give her some magic plastic surgery.
0: Right. And and Mal and Evie both explained to her that that's bullshit. Meanwhile, Evie's making such a cute dress.
1: I don't want to overlook the line because Jane's like, I'm never going to get a boyfriend. And Evie's like, boyfriends are overrated. And then she and Mal make eyes at each other. This is a weird running current in a lot of made-for-TV Disney movies that seem to have a strange amount of queer subtext considering.
0: Yes, I wish that there was more text to it, but Disney original live-action things do tend to be just brimming over with queer subtext.
1: There was a dude-on-dude kiss in the second Descendants movie that got cut, but it happened.
0: Yeah, I'm just, you know... It's, I'm ready for it to be text and not subtext. There's too much queer baiting in Disney live action. Which, Make it gay, you mouse-eared cowards!
1: Which is weird, but, again, you don't think of Disney as this sort of thing, but Disney's also very aware of their fan base.
0: Yeah, they are, that's why it's queer baiting. They're putting just enough in to bring in the Tumblr kids, but not enough that... It actually makes a difference or means anything or actually provides any kind of real representation.
1: Speaking of representation. Oh,
0: my gosh. Here comes Lonnie. Here comes Lonnie.
1: So Lonnie comes in. Mulan's daughter. Now, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but uh, we did talk about how the Blue Fairy is Belle in this universe. The actress who plays the Blue Fairy is Belle. She's not the only Once Upon a Time actress to show up in a Descendants movie.
0: Oh, really? Who is Lonnie in Once Upon a Time?
1: You may recognize Lonnie, although you probably won't, as the lady August was fucking in Fouquet.
0: Oh, no. She got fucked by Pinocchio and then again by this movie.
1: Yes, Lonnie has done no services by this movie.
0: Oh my goodness, this, Lonnie is the character who changes the most between the first and second Descendants movie, and thank God, because in this, well, let's just talk about Lonnie. So. First of all, she literally walks into the room and says, hi guys, I'm Lonnie, let me give you my backstory.
1: I'm Lonnie, I'm Mulan's daughter. Which no one knows what to do with that so she just moves on it's great she's like i'm Mulan's daughter and everyone just stares at her and she's like no okay well jane told me what you did for her hair and i want you to fix my hair because
0: i also have a chin length bob
1: and that's bad for some reason
0: and also i'll pay you so you know the villain kids are like oh we like money
1: yeah like she's like i want it cool like mal's hair And, and Evie's like, really? Really?
0: Mal's hair is, I mean, it's purple, which is cool, but it is kind of stringy. Yeah. Probably because of the harsh dye they used on it.
1: Just, just putting this out in the world, when she's like, I want you to fix my hair, Evie's like, oh, cool. Like, I can cut it, I can dye it, I can do all this stuff. And Lonnie's like, no, I want Mal to do it, like, with magic. And, you know, Mal does. She gives her the generic cool girl haircut i guess is what it is
0: okay we have to talk about that her hair becomes brown and wavy at the ends which is apparently what cool girl hair looks like but it's specifically no longer asian hair yeah so you know not great
1: not not great god she's such a different character she's such a different See, I don't want to say she's a better character in the second movie just because, you know... She has a plot? Well, A, yes, she has a plot. But I don't want to be talking down feminine things.
0: Well, so here's the issue with Lonnie. They didn't really know what to do with her because they didn't think of Mulan as having personality traits. They thought of her as having a story. So in the second movie, Lonnie has a story which is basically a high school au of mulan's story
1: yes she wants to join the guy's sports team but she can't because there's a role against girls doing it
0: right but here instead of figuring out what mulan's character traits are they decided to do like the opposite that they would make lonnie ultra feminine which again as you said is not bad per se but She's the only character where they decided that the way to go was to make the character the opposite of their parents.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's a weird choice, and she's barely a character in this, so...
0: Yeah, all she does is come in, get her hair done, and then insult all the kids for not growing up in Aurora Dawn. Yeah. So, now that she has her hair done, and she's admiring it in the mirror, she decides that the next thing she needs to do is to tramp up her outfit... So she rips the skirt she's wearing to give it a slit.
1: And she's like, now I'm cool. And then Jane, because Jane can't think for herself, immediately goes over and gives herself a rip too. And then she's like, my mom's gonna kill me.
0: It's weird. Also, I know that you're trying to be, like, impulsive. But that tear is going to look terrible. And Evie is right there with her sewing machine. And... You just saw that she'll basically do anything if you pay her to do it. So I feel like you could have given her some money and she could have cut and then sewn a nice neat slit into your clothes for you.
1: Seriously. Seriously. It just looks like you ripped your skirt.
0: See, this is the problem with all of these rich kids. They have no idea how to do anything for themselves like sew a garment.
1: Yeah. Speaking of rich kids not knowing how to do stuff, the coach is talking to Jay and he's like, look... Everyone on this team except for you is a pampered asshole. Like, you are my guy here. But remember, you still need to work with them. A team sport is about a team.
0: And Jay's like, no, the only way to win is to beat everyone else to death. And the coach is like, okay, let's go back a few steps.
1: He's like, look. A body has different parts. You've got arms, legs, hair, a nose. And you need all of those things to work together if, you know, a body is going to succeed as a body.
0: And Jay says, can I be the fist? Oh my. (laughs) Hey, he loves leather. He wants to be the fist. Yeah. It's, It's consistent. It's interesting to me that... We see the fairy godmother trying to teach them all remedial good, but that doesn't reach any of them. They all need to be taught good one-on-one with whatever it is that's important to them. So the coach needs to explain to Jay that teamwork is important, and Doug needs to teach Evie that she has value outside of being married off to a prince, and-
1: I mean, the rest of it all kind of falls on Ben, doesn't it?
0: Ben needs to teach Carlos that he's a good boy. And also he needs to teach Mal that she can think for herself and doesn't need to do what her mother wants her to do.
1: Yeah, like, it's such a weird contrast between the two of them because Mal is evil because she's obeying her parents. And let's be clear, Ben is good because he is going against his parents' wishes.
0: So really, the lesson of the descendants is, your parents are wrong, don't listen to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is the lesson of the descendants.
0: Huh. Hey kids, your parents don't know anything. Go get their credit card and buy this stuff at Disney.com.
1: So the coach gives Jay his own jersey.
0: Which is nice because he's so excited to wear it, even though it means, number one, he's part of a team, and number two, he took off his leather vest.
1: Also, when he goes back to the villain's room, Carlos Wolf whistles at him. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I really, it's, it's understated, but I really like Carlos's shirts. They've got a kind of Basquiat quality to them.
0: Um, yeah, yes, they're all very bold, and and also, we haven't mentioned it, but all of the kids have their own color palettes, mm. and Carlos is red and black and white, which is just a great, bold color palette.
1: Yeah. Jay is, well, Jay's just, like, red and black.
0: Jay doesn't really have a, Jay actually, I said all the kids have a color palette. Jay's is more of a melange, because his stuff is more patchwork, and then, of course, Evie is blue, and... Mal Mal is purple.
1: Yeah. So Ben comes in to check on them, see if everything's going well, if they had any questions, if there's anything they uh, need.
0: Since they didn't go to class today, which I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure we saw them all in class, so I don't know why Ben didn't see them.
1: Yeah. He's probably in different classes than them.
0: Yeah. I guess he just wanted to... uh... Check in. Check in. Mal wants to confirm with him that they, in fact, are getting to go to his coronation where just random doesn't mean anything The wand will be.
1: And Ben's like, yes, everyone in the school can go. And she's like, I'd really like to be like right there, like right in the front row when the fairy godmother's there so I could suck up her goodness.
0: And Ben says, only me, my family, and my girlfriend will be up front.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm so sorry, but that's the way this uh, event is structured. And And Mal just closes the door in his face and she's like, okay, so looks like it's time to date rape Ben.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's not great. The stuff that's coming up is not great at all. But also this movie weirdly sidesteps it.
1: Yeah. I mean... Like, Mal is using a love spell on Ben, but it's... It's for a very specific purpose. She's not doing it to take advantage of Ben.
0: That's true. I also meant the thing that will be revealed in part three. Yes. It makes sense that a person who was raised evil would think that a potion was the way to do this when obviously Ben is so fucking thirsty for her already. Yeah. Like, she could have followed up that sentence with, well, I think I should be your girlfriend, and that would have been the end of this plot.
1: My god, it's like once upon a time. You could have just asked.
0: It's so true. But no, she needs to make a potion. So we cut to her in the kitchen with the other villain kids trying to make a love potion. But the potion requires a tear, a real tear of sadness. So she can't just like use an onion to make herself cry. And Mal, y'all, Mal doesn't cry.
1: It is kind of neat that Evie explains the difference between... A tear of sadness and a reflex tear, how they have different enzymes.
0: It's almost like she was actually picking stuff up in chemistry.
1: Yeah. Again, Doug is working with her, you know, to get her caught up on chemistry because she has no formal schooling.
0: Right, of course. Maybe
1: if the chemistry teacher was actually trying to, I don't know, teach her instead of calling her out for no reason in front of the class, she would have learned stuff.
0: So Lonnie comes into the kitchen, because sure, why not? Yes. She sees the kids making cookies. She tastes the batter and says that something is missing.
1: Chocolate chips. It's kind of great because Jay starts hitting on her and she just no-sells it.
0: They try to stop her from tasting the batter because, you know, it's a love potion. And then once she does, Jay hits on her to see if it made her fall in love. And she's like, no, it needs chocolate chips.
1: The two of them will end up hooking up in the next movie, though. When she gets her completely different personality.
0: (laughs) Oh, maybe there's some lingering after effects. Huh.
1: I mean, probably not, unless that changed her entire personality.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: She's into, well, in the sequel, she's into Jay because he's aggressive and she's aggressive.
0: Right, and that makes sense. So Lonnie gets the chocolate chips out of the fridge and then goes into this long speech about why she likes chocolate chip cookies so very, very much.
1: It turns out whenever she was sad... Her mom would bake them for her, and she's like, Didn't any of your moms ever do stuff like that for you when you were sad?
0: Didn't your mom love you enough to make you cookies?
1: I thought even villains loved their kids, which stab, 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 stab. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lonnie.
0: And holy shit, all of the kids look so like gut punched right now. And then Lonnie is so sad by how sad she's made everyone that she starts crying.
1: A single beautiful tear runs down her cheek, and Mal grabs it, which I feel like if I was Lonnie, I would have questions about that, but...
0: Mal grabs it and puts it in the batter, and then they just push Lonnie out of the kitchen. But, okay, sure, okay. Uh, Fine. Fair. Spell is done. (laughs) ready to go.
1: (laughs) So, there's a weird bit where we go through all of the girls at the school who have had their hair fixed.
0: Yeah, they all look exactly the same now, because they all have the same hair that that mal made for them
1: and jay jay's talking to mal mal jay jay pulls mal the side he's like hey have you ever thought maybe this is a bad idea like things are really nice and comfortable here and we could just be here yeah we could just be here and not do the plan like seriously fuck our parents and mal's like no the mission my mom my mom
0: and Jay's like, okay, well, you work on that. I'm going to go flirt with this gaggle of women.
1: Who are all super fucking into him. Dude yep. is pretty jacked.
0: He is pretty jacked. And now he's a jock. He's a jacked jock. A jack jock. Yeah. So, you know, why wouldn't they be into him? Mal, so Mal is still at her locker and she's kind of keeping an eye on Ben who is flirting with Audrey, who I want to point out did have the cool girl hair earlier in the movie, but now she has it in this weird style where she's got it pulled up in a ponytail, and she's got her bangs kind of, like, bouffanting over the front of her face. It is not flattering, and she obviously did it to
1: spite Mal. Well, she's mad because she's like, Mal's, like, I don't know if you can trust her. She's using magic to make everyone at school pretty, and if they're all pretty, then what's gonna make us stand out? And Ben's like, Really? Ben seems so not involved in this relationship at all.
0: Ben's like, wow, I should break up with you and date Mal. And Mal's like, funny you should say that. Have this chocolate chip cookie.
1: And Ben's like, I really shouldn't, you know, eat before a game. And Mal pulls a major league guilt trip on him.
0: She's so good at this. He's like, I can't eat. I have to go to a game. And she's like, no, I get it. You just don't trust me. You think because I'm a villain, I'm only offering you poison and you hate me. So he grabs the cookie and eats it.
1: <laughs> and he's like, see, look, I trust you. I totally trust you. And I like, neat. That's, uh, that's, that's neat. And she's like, so how's the cookie? And Ben's like, it's great. I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, uh, yeah, Ben is under her spell. It's all very, uh, Willow and Terra. Yes. Except not.
0: Yeah, he talks about the cookie for like a good five minutes. And then he's like, Mal, your eyes are beautiful. And she's like, okay, enough cookie. That's enough cookie for you.
1: And Jay slides over and he like slings his hand, his arm around Ben. He's like, how are you feeling, bro?
0: And then Ben's like, I think I need to sing to Mal.
1: And he starts to <gasps> burst into song, but Mal puts her hand over his mouth. This is the first and only time anyone in this movie feels secondhand embarrassment
0: yeah which is weird especially considering what is coming up.
1: Oh yeah. What is coming up is by far the worst song in this movie.
0: Interesting. I don't have as much of a problem with the song as you do, but we will talk about it. The next thing we see is the is the game, the tournament game, which is between the Aurora Knights and the Sherwood Falcons.
1: Yes, who are apparently Oregon's fiercest rivals. So do the fur characters have their own separate kingdom?
0: Well, but they're humans, right? We see them as humans, but they should be foxes, right? Because this is this is Robin Hood.
1: Or what have you.
0: I would have given this movie so much credit if they were fighting, like, actual foxes.
1: Yes, that would have been cool. So the movie sort of jumps genres for about 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, it becomes a sports movie, which is fine because, you know... We have to we have to give Jay and Carlos their moments.
1: Yes. Jay's only plot in this is that sports make you good.
0: Yeah, apparently if you're a good sports player, you are also a decent human being, which I feel like is not does not play out like that in real life. I mean, it might be wrong here, but I don't think that's accurate.
1: So, there's an announcer who, you know, is announcing everything that's going on here. I do like that Carlos is blocking for Jay and he like goes down, trips a dude, and then he stabs the guy with his weird paddle thing when the guy's on the ground, which apparently isn't a foul or anything. I mean, he doesn't die, obviously. He's just...
0: Yeah, he just jabs at him. But yeah, you're right. Apparently that's not unnecessary roughness. So, okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the announcer is at the side of the field with a golden microphone instead Mm -hmm. of like in a broadcast booth.
1: So Jay and Carlos are working together to, uh...
0: They take the ball to the place.
1: And it's all just Ben working with Carlos and Jay as Chad doesn't get to do anything.
0: Yeah, they're basically the only three players on the team. And we after watching the game for about a minute, it's over?
1: So... Is it
0: like Quidditch? Like, has Ben done the thing that makes the game be over now?
1: So the announcer points out that Jay set up Ben to take the winning shot... He's like, "What an unselfish move by Jay. His character arc must be completed."
0: Yeah, essentially.
1: Just the really awkward phrasing of "What an unselfish move by Jay."
0: That is weird. Oh, um I want to point out before we get too far past it that Ben's number is 7 cuz he's good. Uh so he has he has a heavenly number. He decides that the thing that you do when you win a game is jump up on the dragon bag firing thing and grab the mic from the announcer which oh I guess that's why the announcer was on the side of the field instead of in a booth and announce how much you love Mal and then you get the marching band to play a song about it and you sing you sing about this girl I met this girl to rocked my world like it's never been rocked and now I'm living just for her and I won't ever stop I'm never the thing that it happen to a guy like me but now Get what you've done you got me down, down on my knees
1: The Prime Minister once called it barely a song.
0: More than anything, this reminds me of the scene from Ten Things I Hate About You where Heath Ledger sings to Julia Stiles.
1: More than anything, this reminds me of the scene in Not Another Teen Movie where Chris Evans tries to do the same thing, but the only song he can think of with Janie in the title is Janie's Got a Gun and then she gets tased by security.
0: Oh my god.
1: That movie is underrated. Like people I feel like people lump in not another teen movie with the movie movies, but it's you know an actual deconstruction of that kind of movie.
0: Sure. I actually agree with you that that's better than most of the this year the movie movies.
1: Yeah. But Ben's song, Ben is the best character in this movie. His song is so bad. It's him spelling to a beat.
0: Well, you don't like the song because it has nothing to do with the plot. It's just a generic love song that he's singing. And not a good one. And it doesn't have anything to do with the plot.
1: It's... Well, I don't like it because it's a bad song. <laughs> it's one of those songs that's mostly an excuse for everyone to do a lot of dancing, but also the dancing is bad.
0: Yeah, it's not great. It's it's not great.
1: It's not great. It's, it's him spelling ridiculous because... His 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 love love
0: for her is ridiculous.
1: I I don't think there are good songs that involve spelling.
0: What about respect?
1: Okay, that is true. Respect is good. You immediately had it. (laughs) You had that right in your holster there.
0: I did, of course. The thing about this song that bothers me is that it's just a generic song, when it could be a song that had subtext about him being under a love spell.
1: It literally could have been Under Your Spell from the Buffy musical.
0: Right? Asshole. A couple of things about the choreography. At one point, he throws his sweaty jersey at Mal, which gross. (laughs) She's into it. Yeah, I guess. And at one point, he jumps onto the back of the horse mascot, which is not an actual horse, but rather two people in a horse costume. And he jumps on its back.
1: It's not great. Also weird, like, he falls back. He does the fallback thing into the team. And the team throw him into the audience. And it's like a cheerleader-ass throw. He goes flying into the audience.
0: Yeah, he lands right next to Mal, who's way up in the stands. And, okay, this is kind of great. Audrey jumps up next to him, grabs the mic from his hand, and announces into the mic, I'm dating Chad now. And then he takes the mic back and they go on with the scene.
1: It's pretty great. Also, Ben tries to kiss Mal. At the end, he's like, I want you to be my girlfriend. And she's like, okay. And he's like, so are we going to kiss? And she's like, I'm not comfortable with that because you're under a spell. Which, good for her.
0: Yeah, it is good for her. Also good for her is what a good friend she is to Evie right now.
1: Because Evie's super bummed that Chad just, you know, dumped her in a throwaway line in someone else's song.
0: And Mal says to Evie, you know, if Audrey was actually cool, if she was smart like you and talented like you, she wouldn't need a prince to make her feel better about herself. And what a nice thing to say to Evie. Yeah. Like, Mal has become a better person.
1: Speaking of people who aren't better people...
0: God damn it, Chad! Okay, so in chemistry class...
1: Also, just just a side thing. His whole seduction of Evie was tantamount to just, like, getting her to do his homework for him once...
0: Yeah, right? Talk about killing the goose that laid the golden egg. But in chemistry class, he has reported that Evie is using a magic mirror to do her homework and cheat.
1: And Doug's like, no, I've been working with her. She actually knows the material. And the teacher takes the magic mirror and he's like, okay, fine. If she passes this test, I'll give her her magic mirror back.
0: And then just in case there was any tension as to what's going to happen, we cut immediately... To her running up to Doug at lunchtime to show him that she got a B, and she's so proud of herself, and that plot is done.
1: Yes. Bye, Evie. Your your impact on the plot is over. She's kind of flirting with Doug. She's like, you know, I think I could get an A next time. And he's like, yeah, you're wicked smart. And she's like, I am wicked smart. And then Mel's like, shut the fuck up, both of you.
0: I have a real problem. I'm going on a date with Ben, and I don't know what to wear. And those are magic words for Evie. So she is going to get Mal ready for her date. Which brings us to the end of part two. Yes. So Mal goes for her off screen makeover. And that wraps up part two.
1: Yeah, the second part. Next time, Mal goes on a date with Ben, who's under her mystical influence. So.
0: I mean, you say date, but really, it's a Disney Channel original music video.
1: It is. It's true
0: so we'll be back next week to talk about part three or if you're a patron you can go over to our patreon and listen to the whole thing right now
1: well i guess if you're a patron you're probably currently listening to the whole thing right now
0: i mean not necessarily you could have just waited till it popped up in your feed true and if you did you should go to our patreon so you can listen to the whole thing or you can just wait so you have something to listen to next week it's totally up to you